This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. U.S.-Chinese relations are deteriorating. That is no revelation, but a recognition of the current trend. There's still push and pull in the geopolitical relationship between the two largest economies, but the trend of public opinion in the United States is trending darker toward China. The COVID-19 pandemic pushed U.S. public opinion further down the path of acrimony. While China should have been much more open about warning the United States of the risks of COVID, I do not believe that U.S. officials were listening at the time. The previous president's labeling the virus as the Kung Fu and China virus was quickly adopted as the mindset of millions of Americans toward China. The Asian community believes that made it a target for the haters in the country. My son-in-law is Korean, adopted as a newborn infant and raised by a Dutch name family, Van Ryswick in Carlisle, Iowa. He has won Halloween costume contests as a look-alike for Kim Jong-un. I asked him if he had ever been accosted for being Asian. He said no, but friends of his had experienced it. He said one of Asian descent was told when shopping at Hy-Vee that he wasn't welcomed here and should go home. His home has always been Des Moines. The shift in U.S. public opinion toward how they view China steepened since 2018, when 46% of the Americans viewed China negatively, rising to 67% today. Like everything else, this is nuanced by divisions. Those that see China negatively tend to be older, white, and Republican. 72% of Republicans versus 37% of Democrats say that the United States needs to get tougher on China, but even that is nuanced. There is relatively close consensus of both political persuasions over China being held to account on human rights. We are all being educated in what the Uyghurs mean in China. There is perception that Trump was hard on China, but he often wasn't. His first envoy to China, arranged by his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, was Henry Kissinger. He had no intention of confronting them seriously on Hong Kong, Uyghur human rights, or Taiwan. His billionaire supporters wanted a moderate line taken on China, as they had billions in assets and profits at risk. For much of the first term, they had the president's ear. China proved uncooperative, and that has proven to be their mistake. They refused to change. All he really wanted from China is a trade deal and believed that he had developed a personal relationship with Xi Jinping to facilitate getting one. He felt that he needed one to ensure his re-election. Phase one was meant to be the precursor to the real deal that would be negotiated in his second term. The moderates left the administration, opening the opportunity for Peter Navarro to take the lead. No one could be more disappointed in the election results than Navarro. I think that trade relations with China are stuck where they're at for the time being, and that is not a bad place for agriculture. China needs U.S. ag as much as we need their market. A majority of Americans view China negatively, but only a third view China as an enemy. 55% view China as being a competitor. They are communists run by an autocratic party, no arguing that. Many thought that opening up their economy would lead to more democracy in China, and that premise has proven futile. They use capitalism to support state power. This has resulted in remarkable economic growth. It is also where they are vulnerable. Some warn that appearances can be deceiving, and China is more of a bubble than we are. 
Their one-child policy has weakened the demographic base of their future economy as their population ages. It will be a country run by firstborn-only children, which are said to have entitlement issues that could be dangerous. Everyone in China, including foreign business, gets a social score from the state apparatus. They monitor everything, and if citizens say or do anything that offends the state, their score worsens and they face retribution. Both sides let the other know how they really felt about each other in their first engagement of diplomats in Anchorage, Alaska. It was the first time that they had openly done so in public. It shocked some in the world, but the differences were there. China wants change in how they are treated, and time will tell if they are willing to accept any change themselves. To this point, the answer is no. But negotiations have just started. The meeting in Anchorage was not about trade, and the status quo on trade should have some resiliency based on mutual aligned interests. On the subjects of Hong Kong, the Uyghurs, and Taiwan, this new administration will likely be tougher on China than the last. I think an improvement in relations between the U.S. and China is in the interest of the world, and this will be the most important geopolitical relationship that we have. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.